0: This is the 393rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC. We're here today from the NFL owners meeting in Phoenix, Arizona. We have Coach Arthur Smith coming up today. We also talked to Zach Taylor from the Bengals. And Andy Reid about developing quarterbacks, the Super Bowl winning coach from the Kansas City Chiefs. And we talked to owner Arthur Blank about the Lamar Jackson situation and why the Falcons went after Deshaun Watson last year and didn't go after Lamar this year. And the owner was not happy with the NFLPA report card. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.
3: The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut, are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter. Download the podcast. Subscribe to the AJC.
0: We're back from break here at the NFL owners meeting. Talked to Coach Arthur Smith today, and he gave us some clarity about the quarterback situation. Do you know, I'm
4: always focus on us. I'm not going to speculate about it guys that are not on our roster. So, you know, obviously we're very excited about having Taylor in the room, a guy that's experienced, a guy that's won games in this league, and it's important. The chemistry in that quarterback room is very important to us, you know, as, as we expect Desmond to take the next step. But we also have a guy that's that can go in there and, and win you football games and be ready to play. You need depth at every position, and that's obviously the most critical position on a football team.
0: Arthur Smith. Once again, let us know that Desmond Ritter is the starting quarterback. He's QB1 for the Atlanta Falcons.
4: And we, Taylor understands his role, so it's been very clear. And the plan is obviously to start Desmond, and that's our plan going forward right now.
0: Desmond Ritter was 44-6 for the Cincinnati Bearcats. He won a lot of big football games, a lot in the AAC at Notre Dame and against other big football teams. But what impressed the Falcons the most were his intangibles.
4: Absolutely, you know, that's when you're doing all your prep in the, in the draft. Obviously, you guys are good to physically be, be able to play in this league. But once you, once you realize that physically they have the traits, it's, it's a lot about their makeup, their habits things you value and
1: uh, you know
4: Desmond's got a unique journey for a quarterback he wasn't one of those guys that was a prodigy early on and had 15 quarterback gurus from the time he was 12. You know he had played receiver and then made the switch to quarterback, wasn't highly recruited, played a lot of games, started a lot of games in Cincinnati, helped you know change the culture there with Coach Fickle and uh, we're excited about it, we're excited about his growth and development so far.
0: Now we know last year Desmond Ritter did not play until the last four games. He sat and watched from behind Marcus Mariota. So the Falcons saw enough to believe that he can improve on his game this coming season.
4: Started the last four games. And I thought he made a significant improvement. His first start, to second start, third, to fourth. We expect him to make a, another leap this offseason. So there's always little things you can work on, lower body mechanics. Um, you know, being more comfortable, you know, when you don't change systems on guys all the time, that helps too, Mm -hmm. that learning curve. When they they come back in, what you're focusing on, they're not trying to memorize new you know new formations and all the everything's foreign to them. So uh, we we expect a significant growth for him.
0: Now, we also know out in free agency, the Falcons added to the quarterback room by getting Taylor Heineke, the former Collins Hill star who played at Old Dominion and is shown to be a solid backup in the National Football League with a 12-12-1 overall record. Here's what Arthur Smith had to say about what he likes about Taylor Heineke.
4: Well, just the way he plays. You know, I, I love you know his persistence obviously he's gotten us twice uh yeah the last two years and sometimes but that's not just the reason why you know watching him from afar yeah. studying him uh you know you, the longer you're in this i mean you make a lot of connections with you know players you may have worked with at some point or coaches that you may have crossed over with the guys you actually trust and everybody that has worked with taylor yeah. you know says that, you know the same things over and over Guys love them, teammate gravitate towards them. You know what you don't want to have is, is when you go into a game and, and you gotta play the other quarterback and you don't have any hope. And, you know, you don't want to crush morale. And, and as I said, you need depth at every position, and that position is critical. He'll be ready to play whether it's the second snap in the season or if he has to play the first or you know any any point throughout. And uh we got a lot of faith in him.
0: You know, one of the big uh, things for Desmond Ritter was he didn't have Kyle Pitts in the lineup last year. Uh, we had suspected that he was banged up at times last year uh, before Kyle went down with the knee injury. Uh, Arthur Smith didn't give us a timetable, but he did say he played banged up last year uh, before getting the knee injury. But here's what Coach Smith had to say about Kyle Pitts in his going into his third year in the National Football League kyle coming into this league uh, an
4: enormous amount of hype you know like a lot of guys that, that are taking that high kyle had a very productive rookie year you know we were obviously playing with matt we threw the ball give or take you know almost 200 times more but that's not kyle's fault it's kind of the way it was early in the year we missed some opportunities with him this year he's played a little banged up obviously didn't finish a year thought he improved as an overall player I know a lot of people because of the way the, the league's covered with fantasy football and stats, stats, stats. His impact on winning is enormous. I certainly felt it when he mes- missed him. We'll continue to enhance that. Um, but the thing that gives you a lot of encouragement and is that he's actually done it. You know, isn't me selling, tell, selling you some hypotheticals and two years of trying to you know, blow smoke. But um, so. We're expecting the next step for him, obviously, as he comes back from his knee. Uh, Couldn't be more excited about Kyle and his future.
0: One of the Falcons' big offseason acquisitions was Jesse Bates, the safety from the Cincinnati Bengals, who played at Wake Forest in the ACC. So Coach Smith talked about him being a good influence for A.J. Terrell and uh, Richie Grant. So that means the safety without a job is Jalen Hawkins. So we asked uh, Coach Arthur Smith, "What does that mean for Jalen moving forward?"
4: Obviously, Hawks a, a valuable member of our football team, and, and there, there'll be opportunities. I promise you. We're not. I know you want the depth chart right now. We're not. Bassie's not ready to give you his depth chart yet. So, it ought to play out. But there's, you play in a lot of different personnel groups. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, a lot of teams playing a lot of eleven personnel, so you're playing a lot of five D V, six D V factors.
0: Well, the AFC coaches went on Monday. And uh, we wanted to talk to Coach Zach Taylor of the Cincinnati Bengals on Jesse Bates. And here's what he had to say about the safety, Jesse Bates.
3: You know, it, it got to a price where, where we just couldn't be in the mix. And uh, i really happy for Jesse. That, that, that's how it played out, to be honest with you. Um, what he meant to our team for five years, uh, what he meant to me personally as a guy that was there before I got there, bought into everything we want through some really hard times, um, played his highest level of football on two consecutive AFC championship game runs, um, had an interception in the Super Bowl for us, uh, was a leader every step of the way um you know really proud of jesse happy that that he got the contract he got he'll do a great job down there in atlanta um, so you know it's it's one of those moments where it just it wasn't going to work out for us at that level uh but really happy that that uh, he got what he he deserved down there in atlanta that's good for him
0: also coach taylor uh was on the cincinnati staff in 2016 under coach tommy tuberville uh, they started the recruitment of Desmond Ritter, who would go on to win the 44 games for the Bearcats. They played Georgia in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in 2021. Then the next year, both teams uh, made it back to the playoffs, and, uh, or to the playoffs, not back, but to the playoffs where Georgia would eventually win the national championships and the Bearcats would go up against Alabama in the semifinals. Here's what coach Zach Taylor had to say about Desmond Ritter.
3: I, I've always really liked Des. I, I think that um, the traits you saw in a, in a high school senior were competitive leadership. Um, I've told this story before, but I went and worked out probably about 15 quarterbacks, and a lot of them had a private quarterback coach running the drill, and, um, you know, they they, they they didn't take ownership in it. When I showed up at 6 in the morning to work at Des, uh, he had about – 8 to 10 receivers there that he'd gotten to show up at 6 in the morning the day before the Kentucky Derby, which is a big deal in Louisville. Um, He ran all the drills. He told them what routes. The coach didn't have to say a word. And I was just really impressed by his leadership skills. And uh, I think that you were able to see that over his his several years at UC um, as a champion quarterback, one of the all-time great winningest quarterbacks in college football history. And so the intangible stuff uh, is off the charts with Dez um how it all translates to the nfl that's that's not my problem you know and that's uh um i, I didn't i didn't do a full assessment on all those guys coming out because we weren't in need there but um, you know i'll always be following des's career in the nfl to see how it goes
0: and i have to always stop by and see uh my guy andy reed he was the tight ends coach back when i covered the uh green bay packers and uh, uh you know in the early brett Favre years after he got traded from atlanta and so we talked to Coach Reed, who's done, He's, you know, he had Brett Favre early, helped with Donovan McNabb, and now he's developed Patrick Mahomes, so he knows a thing or two about developing young quarterbacks. So we talked with Coach Andy Reed on some of the key points in developing young quarterbacks, which is a, a, a project that will be going on in Atlanta with Desmond Ritter. But you could see him throw in college. Oh, you could see it before.
2: Huh? Right, yeah, the throw game is now, they start them when they're little kids now and RPOs and so the guys are throwing the football before you take guys and you go, you know, Brett Favre ran the option in, in college, you know, so you, you're taking them on and going, well, maybe. And then, you know, he's a pretty good example for this too because he his first stop in at Atlanta didn't work out and some of it was him not, not doing the right things. Some of it was the way the coach perceived him. General manager liked him. Did the coach like him? Man, who knows, right? And then um, we get him at at Green Bay. Comes in with Mike Holmgren. He's a throw guy and was willing to teach him. He
0: bought into it, and the rest is history. Now, one of the uh, funny things is back in the day, we got to go to practice. So you heard everything on the field. Was it no uh, 30 minutes of stretching what they give us now? You get, uh, you know, a little walkthrough action and then 20 minutes of stretching, which shouldn't count as part of our time at practice. But back then, you could see Andy Reid and Steve Mariucci and John Gruden being the buffer between Holmgren and Brett Favre. And Coach Holmgren and Brett, he coached him hard. And so I got Coach Andy Reid to reflect about that uh, a little bit here on how they developed Brett Favre in Green Bay. Mike Holmgren was smart. He was demanding. And it was almost
2: like a good cop, bad cop. He was tough on Brett. Now, Brett knew that he was good with him, but he pushed him. He pushed him hard. And then Steve Mariucci and myself, we were, the, we were the buffer when we were coaching uh, him. So um, we did the teaching part, and and um, and, and Mike kind of came in with the heavy hand.
0: Right now we're gonna take a pause for the cause from the AJC's The Bowtie Chronicles Podcast. This is D Orlando Ledbetter. Hip hop is a product
4: of black people. It's a product of black song.
3: And I'm Ned Ravone. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash Unapologetically,
0: ATL. Welcome back to the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. I want to take this time here again to thank everyone who subscribes to the AJC and AJC.com. It's what makes all of this possible. Now, if you haven't joined our community yet, we have a special deal right now for listeners to this podcast. You can get unlimited digital access to everything the AJC has to offer for the next six months for just 99 cents. That's all of our stories on AJC.com or our terrific e-paper and all of our newsletters, including Bradley's Buzz from legendary columnist Mark Bradley. That's just 99 cents for the next six months. So to take advantage of this offer, go to subscribe.AJC.com Backslash podcast. Again, that's subscribe. AJC.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. And, you know, we needed some clarity. Uh, you know, around the league, you know, Daniel Jones is making 40000000 million. Lamar's got a $32.4 million franchise tag uh, that they can play on or can sign and wants to get traded. That was a big, big item here on Monday that he released that he wanted to be traded on Twitter. And last year, the Falcons went after Deshaun Watson but did not go after Lamar Jackson this year. Here's Arthur Blank explaining that dichotomy and then also discussing Desmond Ritter and the team's quarterback situation in great detail. I think
1: we explored the one this last year, which is what our, you know, our our responsibility was. We didn't explore it deeply, deeply, but we spent some time on it. And uh, from a legal standpoint, personal standpoint, value standpoint, you know, player, uh, just a variety of things. And you know, soon after we got into the exploring, we decided it really wasn't, you know, a very good match for us. I think Lamar's situation, and I really don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about players on other clubs. But uh, Lamar's situation, I think, is you know, is very different. Um, a different player, different time. You have a winner. You know, certainly a uh, most valuable player in the league. Number of games, there's no question. He's a, you know, top one of the top quarterbacks in the league. You know, I think there's been looking at objectively. I'd say is you know, some concern over whether or not he can. You know, play his style of game for you know. I mean, how long can that last? I'm not sure. He's only 26, so hopefully a long time for his benefit and anybody that you know he signs with. But he's missed five to six games each the last two years, and you know this is not like baseball, basketball, where you're playing you know 82 or 182 games, you know, where baseball is now. But you know, I mean, each game counts a lot. In our, in our business, so and I think you know. More from a positive standpoint, I would make two other points: is that you know the young man that we drafted in the third round last year, uh, Desmond Ritter. I think, uh, and it's not just the last four games he played; that's a piece of the that's a piece of the pie, but it's really what he's shown since the day he started, showed up on campus as a leader, as a player. Um, He's matured a lot, uh, you know, from a physical standpoint, his uh, understanding of the game. Last year when Marcus was here, Marcus was great working with him, very supportive. So, you know, he's matured a lot during the whole half the draft and OTAs and, you know, preseason and, you know, camp and what have you, and obviously throughout the season. And, you know, culminating in the four games in which he started. And I think the sense was, uh, uh, we talked to the coach about, or coaches, and I know Coach Smith, uh kind of declared today if you will i think what we we internally already knew that he was going to be on our starting quarterback next year so i mean he played you know 50 games in college won 44 of them uh there's not many quarterbacks in the history of i I don't want to misspeak but you know rich was telling me rich mckay was telling me the other day i think there's only like three or four quarterbacks in the history of college ball that have won as many games as he won in college so um we've got a lot of experience uh, winning games in in big situations and so we have you know we have a lot of faith and confidence and, and uh, we were fortunate in getting a really good backup quarterback. I think that um, you know that the in my observation I think he can you know play at a, at a you know very high level I think you know God forbid something happens with with Desmond I think we can continue to play competitively. he's certainly shown that in in, in Washington, so I would say he's a Premium backup quarterback, and I think we feel fortunate that we're able to recruit him and bring him to Atlanta. But I would say, you know, with Lamar, um, I think every club, you know, does their own, own evaluation. And, you know, we certainly, you know, did, you know, a form of evaluation. We had a discussion amongst you know ourselves. I wasn't involved in those, but, you know, the coach did, and Terry did, and I think Rich was involved as well. And, you know, we just came out of a period of time that. Those of you that follow Atlanta understand that you know we've we've last year we set a record for the most the most dead money in the history of the NFL. We, we probably had you know the, my 21 years as owner we had the close to the least amount of cap room we've ever had before. This year we had a you know healthy amount of cap room, not very much dead money, a little bit, not much, and so you know having. You know, compensation 25% or so uh, tied up in one player, we've lived through that. And um, it definitely, you know, can put a lot of restraint on your ability to round out a roster and to, you know, to have the depth on the roster given 17 games. And, you know, the nature of the sport is, is, you know, is uh, still a contact sport, or, as Coach Fraple said the other day, it is a collision sport. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, we, you know, we, we need to build a team.
0: Also, at the Combine, one of the big things was the NFLPA releasing their reports about the strength and conditioning, the food, uh, everything that the players want, locker room size, and the Falcons didn't fare very good in that report. And owner Arthur Blank was not happy about it. Here's Arthur Blank on the NFLPA report about the Atlanta Falcons.
1: I'm going to tell you what I told our folks internally, Mm -hmm. candidly. There were some, some timing restrictions that, that we've had, but um, when I told us to Rich and I told us to Terry and I told us to Coach Smith, I mean, I don't ever want to appear on that report again, you know, in terms of the ranking that we got in certain areas. Now, you know, they have their reasons. There's timing issues. There's, you know, issues from a logistical standpoint, of when we could actually make these improvements, et cetera. But it's our responsibility, I mean, as leaders is to listen and to our in this case to our players, understand, you know, if we have a you know, a definite groundswell of support or call out for whether it be training areas or strength areas or whatever the size of the locker room, whatever. You know, we need to listen to that sooner and we need to respond to it sooner than we did in this on the last report card which I wasn't thrilled with. Um, it's not that it's not that the report card bothered me. Mm-hmm. It's that we weren't doing a good enough job hearing what our players were saying, and I think uh, it's their—it's their job, but my job, but it's their job it's part of my job—to make sure that you know we are looking around corners uh, and anticipating, and that's our job as leaders. It's not just to respond. That's what a—you know—that's what a goalie does in, in hockey uh, or in soccer for that. But you know, but it's—you know—we're supposed to be okay this is a problem this is an issue we know it and there was nothing there that came as a surprise and there's plans now to respond to all of it which is great but i'd much rather see this respond sooner rather than later
0: well hey everybody we thank you all for listening to the bowtie chronicles podcast been uh, pretty busy out here in the desert we gave you the lamar jackson story online we talked to zach taylor about desmond ritter We got uh, Coach Arthur Smith here this morning to to declare Ritter as the number one starter. Got notes for you on AJC.com about Kyle Pitts, uh, Eddie Goldman, and uh, Jalen Hawkins and how he's going to be used possibly in some packages. And then we heard from Falcons owner Arthur Blank kind of explaining the details and the intricacies of the Lamar Jackson decision. Uh, We haven't heard that in great detail here. We'll have that on the podcast. It'll be up online. And then also, he was not happy about that NFL report card. I knew he wasn't. Glad we were finally able to get that. And you can expect a bunch of changes. I'm Flowery Branch with regards to the weight room, the facilities, The um, food, uh, everything that they did poorly on, there's already work underway to get that straightened out. That's probably from his customer service background during his days with Home Depot. But the owner was not happy. So with that, we appreciate you coming by the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. The owner's meeting, uh, Nothing. we didn't get any sale of the commander's. Uh, But a lot of, uh, you know, simple, small, rude changes. Players can wear zero now, stuff like that. You'll see some of that online. But we're going to move uh, back home here and hunker down. It's hunker down for the draft time. We uh, will be getting our position by position articles ready. Uh, You know, I was told by somebody that, hey, maybe I wanted to go to Oregon for a pro day. I don't know when theirs is, but... uh, That would mean uh, maybe they're going cornerback here, but we're working on our latest mock draft. We'll have that up for you here too soon on AJC.com. So we want to thank everybody for listening to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Tell a friend. Follow us on uh, Apple or Spotify. And if you're not a subscriber, there's time to get on board with that fine offer. Once again, thanks for listening. Take care and have a great rest of your week.